back to the podcast <laughs> bet you weren't expecting that um this is going to be a very different kind of episode for a number of reasons <laughs> the first and most obvious of which is that i'm going to be doing it by myself tonight which is a very big first for me like i'm super nervous um but at the same time i think that's a lot of that is excitement because I've never just gotten on to a recording and started talking and just kind of letting my thoughts flow out. At least not with the intention of ever like actually putting it out there. Um, but I wanted to do something kind of unique also because I don't feel like I've seen a lot of content where someone just goes up and free flows, like just free flows their thoughts and just sort of walks you through their thought process of going down the rabbit hole. Because <laughs> down the rabbit hole is where I spend a lot of my time. So what does that mean? The rabbit hole is following the white rabbit in the matrix. It symbolizes taking a deviation off of the standard path, the standard operating procedure, right? Like this is the first kind of Monday night I've ever had like this. So I don't really know exactly how it's gonna go. I don't know exactly what I'm gonna say. Um, but I'm just gonna let it flow. I'm just gonna let it happen. Um, something that, like a topic, if there was a topic or theme to tonight, I think the big one in my mind would be drugs. All kinds of drugs. And just having an honest conversation about them. Because I feel like we've, I've seen bits and pieces of different narratives around drugs and drug use, but I don't feel like I've seen a cohesive, all-encompassing narrative that does the subject justice. 
So what does that mean, right? That's, let's unpack that. Um, for tonight, I decided to smoke a bong and relay my thoughts. So this is something that I can do because I'm in California. And California has legalized marijuana, but the federal government hasn't. So technically, I'm breaking a federal law by doing this. And it's probably not a good idea to be talking about it openly because you never know what you say at some point can be recorded and shared and then used in the future against you potentially, right? So it's a dangerous thing to, I guess, deviate off the path. It's, it's unknown, right? Like, I don't really know what's going to happen to this recording. Like, am I going to be hearing this in 20 years or 30 years for some reason? Um, what kind of course is this going to set me on now too? Because I'm going to have more conversations about this conversation in the future now, if I put it out there. And that can be with close friends, that could be with like, maybe someone a little more distant who heard it and just was interested in it. Um, you know, I'm constantly meeting new people, which means there's more and more sort of like, I guess branches, like possibilities, possible paths in reality, right? Um, I think one way we kind of like, we use storylines as I guess a way of charting a path through the quantum reality we live in. Like, I know that was a mouthful and I, I don't want to sound pseudoscience-y when I say this, but when you think of the multiverse or you think of like branched realities, right? And, and I don't say that lightly, like that sounds like an absurd concept to me that there's branching realities at every single point. Um, in space-time but at the same time even though I might not know what reality is at the most fundamental level I still have to operate in it right we all do we all have to figure out the way the world works what the rules are what, what sort of things, I guess, are entangled, let's say. So if I go jump into the ocean late at night, right, and uh, get a cramp or something, and then, or I get hit by a boat, or I get attacked by some kind of animal, or I just get hypothermia and die, you know, or I hit my head on something, like, all of those possibilities are much more likely to happen if I'm out doing that activity, right? Um, same as with, uh, you know, your choice to go out to a bar or your choice to stay up late or go to the gym or eat that piece of candy or talk to that person, that stranger, or I don't know, learn something, watch something, like what you click on, what you interact with is constantly influencing you, everything, right? Everything is influencing everything else. 
Um, so in that sense, everything is deeply, deeply connected with everything else. Like, and when I say interactions, I mean it on a lot of different levels. Like, we receive light from certain objects. We emit light towards other objects. That's what our body heat is, essentially. It's just a different wavelength of light. So, what does that mean tangibly, right? I mean, I think a lot of it probably isn't super what you would consider consequential, right? If I interact with that table, you know, it could have been a bigger variety of table, right? It, it could have been anything, but it probably wouldn't have made too much of a difference. Now, maybe it would though too, because of the butterfly effect. So that's where like tiny changes are amplified for whatever reason. And um, they compound essentially. So. One thing I noticed with video editing is something called audio drift. So if you record audio and video separately, and then for, you know, maybe you're trying to record a better audio source with just the pure audio. Um, and then you try to sync it up with the video later, like with the video audio, just manually lining stuff up. If you're off by a tiny amount, wherever you're lining it up, it's gonna compound further and further out. So like the audio drift is just gonna, um, it's essentially just gonna um, overtake everything. So my point is like just minute changes can have magnified effects over a period of time or over a period of I guess space. Um, And to me that's significant. I think like it sort of means that like the random events that happen in our lives can end up having extremely meaningful or extremely profound consequences, right? Um, and the most extreme example, I mean, think about it. Like if your choice to be on, a on the road a certain day or to take a certain flight or to, um, you know, eat a certain, you know, bad piece of fish I mean, it could be anything, right? Like, anything could come out of nowhere and just end it all, right? Like, there's some probability, some, it could be tiny, you could be, like, getting hit by an asteroid is very, very unlikely, but it could happen. There's some non-zero chance that it could happen, and over time, the odds of it happening, I guess, go up because you have a longer window for it to happen. Um, so, I guess what I'm getting at with that is, it's, it's, it's such a mind-blowing thought. This whole thought process, walking it out and having to like actually explain it to, I guess a microphone, but in, in theory I'm like talking to you, I'm talking to the listener, I'm talking to whoever's listening to this. Um, it's just, you're going to be hearing it at some point in the future. Right, it's it's uh, it's not like a conversation because conversation we're both here at the same time, um, but it's different and it's potentially valuable. Um, all of these thoughts, they've felt like they've been locked inside of me, and I've just had this, I guess, resistance to expressing them. You know, I find excuses. Well, I'm tired, or 
I need to check emails or I need to do um, XYZ work or project or I need to um, you know, see such and such person or go out and do this activity. Um, I prioritized all those things above actually sitting down and doing this. Um, I think part of that is like, again, just that danger factor of like, this feels like a risky move for whatever reason, but it's also exciting. And, you know, not doing it was kind of driving me nuts. So here we are. Um, so where I was going with that thought, and this is part of the challenge of marijuana, is that uh, it felt locked away and I feel like marijuana helps bring that out. Like, I don't think I could have gone this far, this deep down the rabbit hole, just sitting here sober in front of the mic and uh, trying to think of what to say. I feel like, it's, it's funny because it really is kind of like, if, you, if you've ever worked computers and uh, programming and like recursive functions, it, I think we all kind of know what these are intuitively. They're just brain loops. Like you get thrown for a loop where you start, when they say like you're being self-conscious, you're, <laughs> you're aware of your own awareness of your own awareness of your own awareness. And it's just infinite, right? Um, that, <laughs> that spinning, I guess, feels like, um, it's just like essentially in a computer, that's just wasted space because it's not doing anything useful. It's just, it's stuck in this infinite thing that's never gonna terminate. Um, so you gotta account for that in, in different ways. <laughs> um, I guess what I'm getting at is that um, I think like you gotta remember like we created computers to we like used our minds to model reality like we model lists like the concept of a list right a, a list of things like you don't think about this explicitly um, in your daily life but like if you have a to-do list let's say there's some idea of ordering. This item becomes before this other item, right? You have some idea of reordering things and, and organizing them and sorting them. If it's in a, some kind of disorder, putting it into a sorted order, right? All of those ideas about lists, like sorting, finding, searching, um, combining, deleting, adding elements to the list, moving them around, all of those ideas are essentially just algorithms. We understand it very intuitively because, and this is, I'm going out on a limb, like all of this just is kind of me rambling, remember I'm high. <laughs> um, knowing what a list is and modeling it in, our, in a brain is so useful that it's probably just deeply unconscious for us. Like, I think, uh, like it's, it's so basic that it's, it's kind of almost like, <laughs> like, uh, I guess it's kind of like a worm in a sense, you know? Um, like if you look at like the evolutionary like time scale, right? Like we, we've taken so long to get to where we are relative to like one human lifespan now, like nowadays, like one human life, a lot happens, a lot changes. Um, the evolutionary time scale though is just like it's just absurd so when you think about how, how much time like things have had to 
combine and recombine and mix and match like DNA, right? Like DNA is a pretty complex molecule and yet we're constantly, cells are dividing. That means you have to replicate. You have to literally take a copy of your DNA every time a cell wants to make another version of a cell. <laughs> so like it's um, like what we are is incredibly complex like already, like just off the bat, what we're made of, how we work as these organic machines is just insane. It's basically magic. And then on top of all that, right, there's billions of us and we've all collectively worked together to build this world that we live in. So 2020, I keep citing this article, but it's kind of dubious actually. Shouldn't undermine myself, my stories like that. This article basically said, <laughs> the amount of matter that humans have touched or sort of created or built with, and that means metal, it means gravel, it means concrete, um, all of that added up, like plastic, everything. That now outweighs the amount of organic matter, like plant life, animal life, bacteria. Um, it all it outweighs all of it for the first time ever it's just insane now let me ask you this right if you say hey the world economy if it grows at 5% per year right 5% more of everything of more, more economy more economic activity whatever that means like Like, what, do you, what does that even mean? I mean, 5% more economic activity, it's just five, like, let's just assume it's 5% more of whatever's already going on, which isn't even like a good assumption to make because technology changes, the number of people change, culture changes, humans change, the environment changes. Um, but assume it's just 5% more, right? Let's just assume it's there's a few more, 5% more people or, you know, houses and cars and all this, all the stuff that we kind of live at, the standard we live at now, just 5% more of it everywhere. Okay, well now there's, it's, now we're starting to get a lot bigger, right? If that's 5% per year, use the rule of 72 to divide. That's 21, um, no, it's not 21, it's 13, I think. 72, man, it's so hard to do math right now. <laughs> um, it's uh, 10, 14? Um, <laughs> fuck, man, math is very hard to do right now. Um, and I, lost, I totally lost my train of thought now because of that, god damn it. <laughs> Anyways, well, that's what happens down the rabbit hole, I guess. Um, okay, so, I'm getting coffee. It seems absurd to me that I have friends who can't um, do what I'm doing right now 
in their country or their state or just around their families, like being honest about it and being honest about what kind of experience it is. For me overall, this is a very positive experience. It's helped me kind of open up my mind and like dive deeper into ideas than I ever thought was possible. Um, but there's people who are in jail for doing what I'm doing. There's people who have killed other people for this plant, right? Um, there's there's a lot of like there's a lot of bad stuff surrounding this very positive thing in my opinion. Um, there's addiction, right? There's overdoing it. There's accidents that can happen if you drive inebriated, right? There's there should be ways that we do it that are responsible. I think starting as like a medical tool. I guess you could call it like a medical technology. Um, I think that's a good route, but I don't think it really completes the value proposition of what marijuana is, right? Like we don't talk, we talk about like getting high and just, you know, like being dumb or whatever, watching movies or going to, or helping, it helps you sleep, right? Really surface level description of what the high experience is. For me, Usually it helps me, it actually, I stay up. I'm a little more like alert actually on it. It kind of propels me to this like other way of thinking that I don't usually access. The thing is, that only happens if I do it sparingly. So if I did this every night, after probably just like two more nights tops, I wouldn't be having these kinds of thoughts anymore. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be accessible um, for whatever reason. And I think if I had a hunch as to why that is, it's because it's the raw material isn't there. Like, so creativity can be spent. I, I, it's something I believe. I think it can be replenished. I think there's things you can do to expand your capacity for it, right? I think it's a bit of a muscle. So like, me doing this now, I'm gonna be more likely to do a second one um, and a third one and so on. The more you do, the more likely you're continue to do, I think, at least at first. Um, you know, so it's, it's those newbie gains. Um, it's, the thing is like, I think it also gets spent because if you do it too much, that's what we call it tolerance, but why does your body come to tolerate stuff? I mean, it, it's like, it. Something about our bodies that I learned early on was that we need to achieve something called homeostasis, which is balance with our surroundings. Um, so think of it like this. Um, when two objects are a different temperature and they come into contact, the temperature starts to even out, right? If, when you're at rest, typically you, you're probably not gonna notice if you're in a room where doors and windows are shut, everything's kind of like stable. Um, you don't really notice the temperature of the room. What you notice is a change in the temperature. So if there's a breeze or if you feel a gust of hot air, right, from a vent, um, you'll notice 
changes in temperature, not so much the actual temperature itself. So it's kind of like, um, like you, when, when you don't do weed for a while, the gap between your experience of, um, I guess not doing it and then of then suddenly doing it after a long time, it's a lot bigger. And you also have, I think, accumulated a set of experiences that then need to be sort of digested and made sense of. Um, so for me, I feel like I have a lot of dots I still need to connect, right? Stuff I've learned in college, stuff I've learned since, um, from relationships, from conversations with family members, from conversations with friends, the work I do, the lifestyle I've lived, um, the choices I've made, like, it's, it, it's work to like make sense of it and make it into something useful and valuable for yourself and for others going forward, right? I think an idea that I've been sort of struck with lately is the idea of um, blueprints or templates, right? Um, so for, you know, another way to look at it would be like archetypes, I guess. Um, the hero's archetype, right? Like it's the, the, the sort of tropes of characters that we encounter, the hero, the villain, the, um, I don't know, are we even allowed to say like the maiden, you know, the mother, the father, the, and then there's variations, right? There's the evil father, there's the good father, there's the evil stepmother, mother, there's the wise old grandma, there's the crazy grandma, there's, you know, the, the good stories and the bad stories. There's, um, there's all of these, I mean, a story, what it is, is just like a different permutation of those different elements, right? Um, the more of those kind of elements you can craft or the, the more permutations you can make, the more new stories you're going to get, essentially. Um, that's why, like, when I see television nowadays, I'm like, wow, holy crap, it's so much better than it was, like, five, ten years ago. At least to me personally, right? I, I see, like, advances in it. Um, and it's amazing. It's really amazing to watch. Um, I think, I think, I think life can be like that for most people. Like I'm, I'm pretty confident saying that. Um, I just think it's, it's, it's just another permutation that we got to try, right? So, and what I mean by that is like a permutation is just. What's, what does society look like? Like, where, where's society at right now? Like, everyone lives in a certain address. Everyone has a certain job or lack of a job or a certain education or a certain pet or a certain relationship or a certain um, type of parent or a certain TV streaming subscription or a certain taste in music. Like, there's, there's overlaps and there's distinctions. Um, Every time someone moves to a new city or everyone, every time someone, um, I guess, just travels somewhere, right? They're mixing things up. They're, they're exchanging things and ideas and um, storylines that it's, it's just everything's accelerating, right? Like there's, there's more permutations being tried constantly. There's more change happening. Um, and I think a good metric of that is just like the amount of information that's 
being collected in the world, right? We're um, we're just collecting so much of it. Like at the very least, if you you got to consider the amount of like information processing power, like what that means in real terms. Like that's that's a lot of energy we need to burn for electricity for computers. That's a lot of material we need to dig up from the earth and melt down and apply nanotechnology essentially like we're we're like placing atoms on like a sheet of a, of another metal like we're, we're putting like literal atoms together right and we're doing this like on a massive scale globally every day at all hours of the day like there's some part of this huge seven point something billion people like that that's just dedicated to supporting that infrastructure infrastructure to create more computers right um, so that's a lot of effort that's a lot of labor that's a lot of people you got to feed factor all of that in to just the existence of this much compute power right every year more and more like better cameras better better quality streaming like more data more devices more ways to look for things or keep track of things or find things or meet people or, or find events or do, um, I don't know, do whatever. You know, there's just, there's just so many ways to live now. Um, and, you know, I think, I think it's, it's good to experience them. I think it's, that isn't to say that all are created equal. I think there's, I think you know, we gotta like establish certain north stars and and rules of thumb, you know, maxims, if you will, right? Like, why do we have certain like layers of laws? Think about it. Like, we have a constitution that's very difficult to change, and then we have federal laws that are difficult to change, and then state and local laws, and each of those are varying varying degrees of difficulty, right? Like, local governments are very organic, decentralized, they popped up. The federal government's very top-down, so like they're gonna conflict in like what needs they have. Um, but we somehow like put that all together with our minds. Like we used our minds collectively to assemble this <laughs> giant factorio, um, which is an amazing game. If you're a nerd, if you like <laughs> if you like coding or if you like building things, like you'll love Factorio. It's basically like adult Legos, it's insane. Anyways, um, yeah, um, it's, it's a really good game because it's a good analogy for like what, what happens in the world. Like, you build a factory in that game and then it pisses off the wildlife. The aliens come to attack you and then you gotta wipe them out. And you do that so you can build a bigger factorio, so you can get more resources, and so on and so on so that eventually you can escape the planet in your rocket. But <laughs> you could also not escape. You know, you could just keep building. You could build crazy patterns and designs, right? Um, it's, just, it's just the most infinite game, but at the same time, um, you know, the message is pretty clear. Like, the pollution you generate pisses off the wildlife. It, it's not good for it by any means. So that's, that's Earth, right? Like, we're... We're messing up the earth. We're messing up our groundwater, our drinking water, our food. You know, there's, we're, we're harming ourselves ultimately. Like, I think we need to kind of realize that collectively, 
right? I, I'm still having trouble coming to terms with the fact that I am my own biggest enemy, pretty much at all times. Like my laziness, my security, um, my my anger, my hate, my resentment, my jealousy. Like there's there's a reason those are, are sins, right? And it's not to say like, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to like balance the arguments. I mean, I think things like, like lust, right? I think it's, it's not to say that like passion is bad, right? I think there's overlap between lust and passion, right? I think, but there's also a distinction. Um, and that distinction exists for a reason. Like that's why we have different words for them because there's nuance to the world, right? So, um, I, and I don't want to universalize. I believe there is such a thing as good and evil. You know, but that my belief in that doesn't require me to have everyone else believe that too. Um, you know, I think I think good is kind of just the direction, the path you want to take, and evil is just another path. You know, and I don't think it's just binary. I think there's a lot of shades of gray and, and mixing, and you know, no one's all good, no one's all evil. Um, but I do think it's better to be good than to be evil. So that's as far as I've gotten with that train of thought. <laughs> and still, I'm sometimes evil. You know, it's it's not. Uh, you know, I'm I'm so far from perfect. It's it's not even funny. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully, I'll end things there. Um. Hopefully, this was enjoyable to the. 10 of you who listen. Um, no, actually, in all seriousness, like somehow we've gotten several hundred downloads actually over the past 15 episodes. So someone's listening or someone's re-listening. I, I can't imagine someone would listen to our podcast twice, but um, it's been a lot, a lot of fun. Like like the experience of, of recording and, um, you know, just it, they're really good conversations. Like having, having a long talk with someone who's really bright is a lot of fun. So I encourage it. Um, you know, sure, would being Joe Rogan with, you know, $100 million Spotify deal, does that sound great? For sure. Um, but that's not, it's not the motivation only. I mean, I think he's probably, it's not as easy of a choice as it may seem, you know, like there's a lot of controversy and stuff still, like, and being in the public eye, like that's not necessarily always fun. Um, I'm not going to lie and say like, I don't, like attention and appreciation, right? I hope I make good podcasts and I hope people listen to them. Um, but you know, it's also for me, like I wanna get better. I think having the ability to have a conversation is a valuable skill. And I feel like I've gotten better at it since doing the podcast because you're, or I'm forced to have a long conversation and listen. Um, and that's not always easy. Um, but I do feel like I've gotten better at it because practice makes perfect. Um, so I encourage you to tune in if you like this kind of content. But if you do, let me know and I'll make more. Um, if not, if no one listens to this, then whatever. Maybe I'll make more. Maybe I won't. Who knows? Keep it, keep it loose. Keep it open. Um, it was a little scary. It was exciting. Um, and it was fun at the end of it. I think... Um, you know, I feel like I got into a pretty good flow of things, but um, I don't even know if 
I covered all the topics I wanted to cover. Like I, I feel like there's more in there, but probably good to leave it for a sequel. So that I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs>